0: I'm sitting here in Café Louvre in Prague, the uh, café frequented by such notables as Franz Kafka, Albert Einstein, and now the members of the Prague Shakespeare Company, Steve Josephson, Jared Doric, John Poston. Um, I just saw them starring in the Prague Shakespeare production of William Shakespeare's long lost first play, A Bridge, which you opened on New Year's Eve 2016. It is now October 1st. So you guys have been playing this show for 10 months. I want to congratulate you on your 10-month anniversary of running the show, but really
1: what I saw was only your sixth performance? That's correct. Every every two months, three months, we, we get a chance to put that thing up. Well, then I take back everything
0: I was thinking about your performances.
2: Great.
0: Last fall, D. Ryan and I had the great good fortune to visit the Prague Shakespeare Company to see their production of William Shakespeare's long-lost first play, Abridged, directed by our old friend Jennifer King. I interviewed Prague Shakespeare's artistic director Guy Roberts at last year's Shakespeare Theatre Association conference, and since StA is having its 2018 conference this week, I thought it was the perfect time to share with you this conversation. Guy and company manager and fabulous actress Jessica Boone took such great care of us when we were in Prague, and they arranged for us to sit down with long-lost Shakes cast members Jared Dorick, Steve Josephson, and John Poston, who told us what it's like to live and work in this beautiful city. Now, Steve, Jared, John, these are not traditional Czech names. Am, no. I, am I right? Where are, you, where are you from? Briefly, give me the abridged versions. Where are you from? How did you get here? John Poston.
3: Uh, I'm from Montana and I can't tell you how I got here because my lawyers won't let me. All right, I think that's smart, I think that's smart. Uh, I, I know everybody here, every expat here in, in Czech Republic is running
2: from the law. Jared, what did you do? <laughs> uh, uh. Insider trading.
0: Okay, insider oh, yeah. trading. But you're from Houston, right?
2: Yes. Okay, and you. But you survived the flooding. I, I did. Or you just got the hell out and came back here? No, I. I, I survived. Okay. I'm a survivor.
0: How did you? Why did you come to Prague in the first place? Or did you come here to stay? Or did you come here and
2: decide I'm gonna stay? I, I came here. Guy Roberts was doing a Romeo and Juliet. Uh, Seven years ago, and he needed a Juliet, and here you are, and here I am. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's awesome, Steve. How did you end up uh, in Prague? Uh, totally by mistake. I, I had no plans of coming here, and in fact, I didn't even know where Prague was the first time I came here. Well, you know, oh, I, you studied American uh, exactly d- geography studied. and American education. You know, I'm a California boy, so when I went oh. to school, there was a, uh, a a big line across Europe, and this was all gray, and it was like, oh, this this, this was communist. You don't know, you don't care where who these people are. No. Yeah, I was I was doing a show at the Edinburgh Festival, and a uh, Czech. Uh film producer saw it, and I, I, I came here and just actually fell in love with the city and was like, oh, wow, I don't need to go back home. Right. Well, it's an easy city to fall in love with. My goodness. Um,
0: and it's so the Prague Shakespeare Company, I did an interview um, back just when you guys had just opened, back in January, with the artistic director of the Prague Shakespeare Company, Guy Roberts, an incredibly handsome man. Um, <laughs>
2: I want to know what they mean when they say you should see his Richard III. Is that a euphemism? Oh. <laughs>
0: I'd leave it to my wife D Ryan to make it blue this early in the podcast. <laughs> but so you came so but you you've stayed you've been here in Prague for a while. How do you well what's it like first of all doing Shakespeare? Uh, in Prague, what's it like playing to Prague audiences? Steve, you were telling me a little bit about this, and also you've been playing for six or eight months, but you've only done six performances. This is because of this European performance schedule. How does that work? Who wants to talk about that?
3: Uh, I'll talk about it. It's it's demanding because obviously the the native speaking audience isn't quite as large, but there's kind of a curiosity factor too, and some checks come and some of them really get it some of them don't get any of it so it's uh it's it's an adventure but it's it's fun doing the reduced shows because they're they tend to be more accessible and they even if they're not following every bit of dialogue or every every line they are getting the fart jokes and the uh cross-dressing and all that so right no so it's 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 an adventure it's got its ups and downs i'm not gonna I can tell you stories on that one. <laughs> well, and you've you've picked up a little check. You
0: picked up a few checks in your time. No, you picked up a little check. The, the language here. Have you, can you say any Shakespeare in Czech?
3: Uh, if I had to, if I had to. Luckily, uh, Prague Shakespeare Company works with the. He's like the leading Czech expert in translating Shakespeare and. We've had some checks do. We've had we had like Winner's Tale* was half in check with, with it translated. I can oh, cool. kind of I can kind of follow it. I actually auditioned for guy to play uh, the shepherd in Winner's Tale*, and guy was like, "Oh wow, I, that sounded great. You're totally you, your check is awesome." And then when I was in the dressing room, he went to our one of our big Czech actors and said, "So John could play the shepherd?" And the Czech guy's, like, "No, his <laughs> accent is so heavy, no way." And so guy came up and said, "John, sorry, but we're gonna keep looking." So.
0: We're going a different way.
3: Uh, uh, What's Jared? What brought you here? Did
0: you
2: where did you train, or have you trained? Hang on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I did a few modeling workshops, and um, and they just said I'd be good for Shakespeare because you look good in tights. I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I did some Shakespeare stuff with Sidney Berger at the University of Houston. Cool. And Dr. Sidney Berger, and then. Rutherford Cravens, also a Shakespeare teacher, and then uh, and then Guy. Cool, and then and then Guy, mm-hmm. and then Guy. <laughs> and actually, we got to play. I uh, got to play uh, Shakespeare in Czech with uh, with Tina Packers Hamlet. Guy played Hamlet, and I got to do Fortinbras in Czech. Wow, how was that? And do you remember any of your lines in Czech? Uh, at that's That's all I remember. Now that just sounds like me making up Czech on the street. <laughs> yeah, and that was probably. Uh, Half made up, too.
1: <laughs> you can. An- anyone can speak Czech. All you have to do is use no vowels. No vowels and lots of Zs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Steve, how did you end up here? I uh, ended oh, you, Yeah, you, told you know me what. I said. I was doing a, I, I did a, a musical with Ray Bradbury, actually. It was the very last thing he ever did and uh, was in Edinburgh. And it was, it was uh, very strange and weird and had puppets and uh, marionettes and things. And uh, so it fit right in uh, here in Prague.
2: Did that musical... Was that what killed him? Oh! <laughs>
1: No, it kept him hanging on for years while we were finishing it. You kept him alive. That's exactly it. Longer than was wise. I know. probably. <laughs> no, you know what? My favorite thing was actually going to his house. He would sit and hold court in his little room and his, you know, with all his little dinosaur sculptures and actually, it Actually, was you know a really great, uh, great experience. He's a real geek, Brad Oh. oh. Uh, He he walked the walk and talked the talk. uh, Absolutely. You know, because he'd tell you stories about, ah, did I tell you the time about, you know, you know when I created the Twilight Zone series here in my basement and, you know, and just all sorts of stuff like that. And you're like, oh, really? Wow, really,
0: really. really. Yeah, well, talk about living history, yeah. Um, but so you say you're a writer and a director, and you guys have made, are making livings as actors here in Prague as performers? No, we all have, to, we all have,
2: uh, Jared is, Jared is. Yeah, luckily for the past maybe three, three, oh, three years, maybe four years I've been doing acting. I ran through all my savings, though. Okay. Okay, oh, I see. They yeah. have to have a savings event. There, but, okay.
0: Uh, All right, but so, and, 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 because and, there's a there's a huge industry here film, television, is that right? Lots of, ex-
1: so I lots. I've heard there is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard there is. So lots of Americans actually, getting more. You know what? Actually, uh, I'm here because, I'm. Um, you know, I'm more of a song and dance guy, and I do mostly musicals, direct, direct and choreographed musicals, and that's actually what I, I started doing here. Some oh, my check- God. No wonder you're playing my part. I know. Check, <laughs> check, uh, check musicals. But I have to tell you, what's exciting is there's actually I think more theater here than any other city I have ever been in in my life. It is so, they're a, a literate culture. Yeah, they strip clubs. It's, no, strip clubs? Like oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. the theater, but. Oh, I yeah. thought they were dance, it was dance performances. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but like every neighborhood has their own, like their own theater that has a repertoire and people go to the theater here. And I mean, come on, what other capital have, they, they have three uh, opera houses here, yeah. you know, that are running things constantly. But there's everything in the, that you want to say, and a lot of physical theater. So a lot of really kind of avant-garde stuff as well as, you know, cheap comedy. So they see everything. And so what's exciting for us and with Proc Shakespeare is you... you, you you see everything, right? You, you see everything all the time, and audiences are used to going to the theater, which, quite frankly, in the United States, is kind of like pulling teeth nowadays. Trying to get people.
0: Well, and I would imagine getting back to this crazy rehearsal, the performance schedule you guys have. Uh, you know, you're you're only on once every month and a half, so there's a so then there's a, a demand. We've created a demand for the show because when we saw it Saturday night, you had a great, great full audience that was loving. It seemed to be loving the whole. Thing. Thing.
2: an audience that stayed afterwards to talk about the show and yeah. of course drink which is awesome yeah
0: yeah i think they say to drink and also talk about the show a slightly different order I'm Brian Isaac Phillips, Producing Artistic Director at the Cincinnati Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company Podcast. Where can you RSC, the RSC? This week we kick off our 2018 tour dates by bringing William Shakespeare's long-lost first play, Abridged, to Bloomington, Illinois, then next week to Hillsdale, Michigan, and in future weeks to Tallahassee, Florida, South Padre Island, Texas, Livermore, California, Bluebell, Pennsylvania, Hayes, Kansas, Indianapolis, Indiana, La Crosse, and Madison, Wisconsin, the new Victory Theater Off-Broadway in New York City, and the Pittsburgh Public Theater next June. We'll also be doing one performance of the Bible, the complete Word of God abridged in Orono, Maine in March. And pop-up Shakespeare is in its second printing and continues to be on sale worldwide. As always, the very best way to up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office venue and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Jared Dorick, Steve Josephson, and John Poston of the Prague Shakespeare Company. Jessica, the company manager for uh, for uh, uh, for Shakes was was saying that if 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 you offered if you offered the public. Six to eight show, eight performances a week of the same show. They would think, oh, there's something's wrong with that show. But but in this way, somehow you you develop this. Uh, what is this European schedule is more the kind of accustomed to the thing, uh, the pace that they're accustomed to. Does that?
3: Uh, it's definitely true here in Prague. Like Steve was saying, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, they're they're a very theater-centric culture. Part of it is from their history when. Uh, Czech Republic then, Czechoslovakia was becoming country, Uh, Czech was frowned on, it was never the official language until then, so to have a place where the Czech people could go and see people proudly on stage proclaiming things in their language, it's really, it's a part of their national DNA. Uh, And so they, some people, They treat it almost like TV, like every night, what's on, what's on, what's on theater tonight? Oh, it's this, it's this, and that's just going to one theater. They don't have to go to more than one theater. They can go see a different show every night at their local theater.
1: Which is why they run everything in rep. Like each, each one of these theaters, they have a company. They've got a company and and some of them specialize in shows, but they'll do it. They'll do a, uh, they'll do a musical and then they'll do a farce. And then the, you know, we're used to that with repertory, like repertory theaters in the U.S. But what they do is you run a show for three months and you sell the subscription. But here they don't do that. They'll have ten or twenty shows in rep, and they alternate every two or three nights, exactly, so people can go sure. once a month and see something different.
2: What are some of the other parts that you gentlemen play? So in in,
3: in the Prague Shakespeare repertory. or yeah. repertory. Uh, I, I played York in the Henry VIII Eighth plays. I played the I grave. Say, you play York in that's a ver- uh, uh, in Hamlet? Wow. Uh, the, the the performance was very dead. It was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I played the Gravedigger. I played with York. He was a. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, uh, very giving. He let me do. De- incredibly generous. Uh, very good. Oh jeez, I, I don't. I, you t- played the wrestler, and as you like it. I Where? played. Yes, I played. Well, I doubled as Charles, the, the Duke's wrestler, and as Corin, the shepherd. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I don't. We're up at over double digits. I can't. I can't wow. even run through oh them all. God. And my 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 very first role was in Romeo and Juliet, the one Dar- uh, Jared came over for, and I was doing another show with a different company at the time, which was kind of a large role, but Guy said. Look, We'll get you in Romeo and Juliet somehow. We'll, we'll make you a sword fighter at the beginning, and we'll take, like, two lines from this guy and two lines from that guy, and you'll have, like, five lines, and uh, and we'll call you Tiberio because that sounds like a crazy Roman emperor slash street fighter kind of guy. So actually, my very first role with the Prague Shakespeare Company is Tiberio from Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Google that. <laughs> from that, from that. From that Star Trek episode. <laughs> <laughs> and you played Romeo in that production, Jared? None
2: of that one, no. Oh, oh not, not in that one, one. okay. Yeah, oh, no. a different one. Okay, and then what other roles have you done? Uh, in, in rep, we're kind of I'm not sure. Mainly, we do a lot of McBee and As You Like It. These are the ones that kind of come around a lot. Right, right. But in kind of true rep, it's kind of difficult to do huge productions just just to finance all the time. Sure.
0: Um, right. It's a, yeah. I would imagine it's difficult to keep all those shows up and running. Yeah,
2: because they're big. Yeah. And especially in like kind of a foreign country as well. So it's really cool what's happening a, at all. And a part of like plays or parts being played. Last year was the PC 400. Uh, which was all the, all the shows, and so I got to be a part of a whole bunch of things there, and a, a, just a bunch of bunch of different parts.
0: That was right, because la- yeah, last year Prague Shakes did the entire Shakespearean canon all in the
1: 400th anniversary of his death. So Steve, were you? It were it be- yeah, because it, we got an uh, opportunity. We actually did like stage reading uh, Double Falsehood, so we actually did the Cardenio thing. So which nice. gives me a personal reason why well, I'm really upset in this play that they cut the Cardenio storyline. No, really that. pisses me off. Uh, um, but no, uh, the first thing I did with Prague Shakespeare was uh, Cymbeline. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to play Cymbeline again. It was another play that you don't see all that often, which yeah. was really a lot of fun. And then I actually got to be one of the witches in uh, which, w- which again was fun. So and now not... you're and you're repeating that role now, no? ah, absolutely. and I'm doing it exactly the same. Oh, good, yes. <laughs> that must have been a really great production of the Scottish play.
0: Um, but and also, I think John mentioned the history of, of, of Prague. I mean, first of all, Prague sounds like Chicago. I mean, we we feel this way about Chicago audiences. Uh, people in Chicago go to the theater you know that no, doesn't matter what it is um, they'll just go um, so that's nice but talking about the history you Prague Shakes plays in a bunch of different venues one of which is the National Theater or the Estates Theater where Mozart premiered Don Giovanni do I have that right
3: yes it was the world premiere of Don Giovanni and there's actually a plaque on the, the apron they have over the orchestra pit and it's uh, bronze plaque it says here stood uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart and he played the harpsichord and directed the world premiere of Don Giovanni in 1715 something yeah um, and we've played a couple shows there that's an amazing that building is like an instrument it's like uh, it, it, it helps you it wants you to sound good it's it's I can't even really describe it it's a it's a fantastic fantastic venue what a what a privilege to be out on that stage absolutely amazing amazing
0: and a privilege and, a, and, a, and an intimidating thing that makes you go oh shit I'm not good enough for this space <laughs> right. yeah I can't play
3: the harpsichord at,
0: at all really <laughs> do not ask me to play the harpsichord <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about the Czech audiences is it is it easy is it hard to get people like in
3: long lost to get people to, to get a Dale and Gale up to help with the tempest it's no it's usually not a problem the Czech audiences can be they can be kind of hard to read because sometimes they're just trying to keep up with the language and keep up with the content that they get a little bit still and a little bit quiet and you're thinking oh great but then when it comes time for the curtain call, they, they bring you out 10 times and they won't, they seriously won't let you go to the bar. They will keep calling you out, calling you out, calling you out and clapping and clapping and clapping. So uh, I'm sure there's a great traditional story behind why they do that. I don't know what it is, uh, but yeah. But uh, yeah, Steve, you were telling me,
0: you, you, you were telling me that, that, that like we saw it and you guys came out for three bows. You didn't do the whole costume change bows um, because your costumes are different than ours. Um, but you but you came out for three bows, and from what I could hear, the audience would have happily let you
1: come out for five or six more. That's a thing here. They probably would have. Well, because part of it is cultural, and they, they, they actually know that the first three or four or five to not clap too loudly because they want to save it all up. I think they feel like it's this is their time on stage now, and the applauding is now my performance. But it's really hard for me because I know the audience expects it, and I like to be like, one bow, okay, I, my costume's changed, I'm home already in bed, right? right? right so right. it's like, you are know, like, oh, God. You know, and sometimes you do, you go to the dressing room and your stuff's off, and you're like, five minutes later, they're still applauding, and you're like, oh, shit, we gotta get back out there again. Oh, my God. Oh, I would eat that up with a
0: spoon. <laughs> same thing happens to me in the bedroom here. Have you met my wife, Dee? You guys like the same sort of material. <laughs> I just want to congratulate you on your 10-month, 10, 10 six-performance run. <laughs> it shows
1: you, it shows you how slow we say all of the dialogue it's like it takes us it takes us a month and a half to get through that play
0: that's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Send us your bilingual productions via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also engage with us and other fans on Facebook or Twitter. You can find easy links to all these social networks at our website, reducedshakespeare.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Austin Titchener. You sent me some fantastic feedback on based on my podcast of some personal time last week, and I can't wait to share that with you in a future podcast. Thanks, as always, to Still Juliet in Our Hearts, Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout out this week goes to Karen Blackwell. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Brian Phillips, the producing artistic director of the Cincinnati Shakespeare Company, who's hosting this year's Shakespeare Theatre Association Conference. I hope to see all of you there later this week. And finally thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 578 1734ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Well, gentlemen, here's to a here's to a really great seventh performance. Here's right. to you. Thank well, well done.
1: Thank you guys.
0: Podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since nineteen eighty one. Go to reduce shakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. So much less. So much less. So-